literally just don't even know what to do in the clothes. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, I I could give you some direction. Like, I want you to be over here, but like, I don't, I, I can't tell you how to be. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hate bad makeup. Hmm. What's bad makeup? Tell me. Maybe I don't know. It's coming from a photographer guy, y'all. Do, so y'all know he's a professional <laughs> bad in his field. Makeup is really overdoing it and not getting your line straight um, and just like I guess caking up. That's the whole catch. If you can do a light coat and keep it smooth, then it's, it's good. No, you don't have to do. So, is it less editing or more editing though? When you they have their face caked up, you know, you don't have to change their flaws. I mean, I guess I guess it all goes on. Um, the skin because some some people's skin are like bad oh like my i got baby skin you know you know yeah so it just really depends <laughs> it depends but a light coat is always best because if it's caked up and then i gotta cake it up some more through editing i feels i feel you got this smooth baby face that don't look realistic ah to see pores and see the smoothness at the same time if you can do that before i get to you know with the camera then you know you're great so it's really having a good makeup artist it's not even having a good one. It's just someone that, like, can see and not put too much. Don't put too much. Okay. You, it's always, you can always add more, but, like, putting too much. Going back good. to the Tyra Banks thing, I think there should be more of a diverse panel. Like, there should be a African model or African... Um, I thought the well, they do have a like, diverse like panel. Tyra. Well, like they the have Tyra, people, and then they have the black guy with the weave. Oh, he's Like Mr. J. No, not Mr. No. J. It's a new one. Who's like little Mr. J. Oh, and then they have another, you know, it was two J's on the show, right? Like YJ, Black J, they still have that. So, but the other guy's name isn't J. He's just like a really amazing platinum haired white guy, little white guy. There should guy. be a woman. I mean, that's There is. There's the other girl, too. What's her name? The big model. Um, Ashley model. Graham or. I think. I, I don't have. She's it. like the heavy set girl. She does Sports Illustrated and all that. So she's the. Um, Y'all said, um, oh yeah, back to like the, you said the forty. How old is the lady? Um, Forty two. Nicole Murphy, that's her name. Okay. Yeah, Nicole, Nicole Murphy. She's like forty six. Look her up. Go crazy, Nicole. Yeah. Go crazy. Now anyway, but no, like I feel like I don't know. Like next next time model is just in that in that in that realm. Gay guys rule. Like I've heard like models say like when they're getting styled and stuff, they rather a gay guy style. They, they will hook you up. They rather a gay guy do their hair. They rather like so but they, they as are far prominent as in the industry. No, sometimes they can like tell you what's beautiful and what's not for yeah. a woman, and I kind of don't respect that sometimes. I've I agree. seen that working with someone who styled my models. Mm-hmm. So I agree. So you don't want men telling women how to? Not so much. Mm-hmm. I don't want more men than women. Well, do you think that gay men are more meticulous when it comes to... Because, you know, yep. when you look at it, you know, they want yeah. to be able to be... <laughs> they they feel <laughs> like, you know, they have female <laughs> tendencies, right? So maybe they'll look at a photo 10 times harder than we would to say, hey, this is how you should model. Put your hand exactly like this because they try to live that every day, you know? Yeah. They emulate a woman every day. So they honestly... But then I feel like they want it to be so perfect to the point that a woman who isn't perfect mm-hmm. would be shut down. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what happens. Deep. Look, y'all getting like, deep. You know, there is beauty in perfection. And I, I really like when I like... I used to think like models are like were made looking like the way they look like when they're on TV. No, like if you've seen a model without makeup, like a total different person. She's not ugly, but she's just like a total different person, you know, depending on like what they do with, with their face, you know. And I, I heard when like when they're now casting models, the model has to have like kind of a, a pretty face, but a blank face. So they can kind of like yeah. 
do what they want to do with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not too much. Yeah, you know, not too much. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Less well, less is more. Less is more. Okay, well, let me learn because I did try to put on like a caked up face one time, and I put it on. I got scared. It scared me because I had no creases, you know, like there, and I look like a fairy, like a nymph or something. Yeah, I was just like, what is this? Like, you know, the eyeliner was thick, and I had super big lashes. I was like, I want to see what it looks like, and it terrified me. I don't know anything about makeup, but everything is only good in moderation. There we go. There you go. Look at Dean. Spin knowledge You know what That's why I got good people On the show today But I actually want to go ahead And go into some music If my computer will Not be such a slowpoke today You know um, I was listening on My nitpicks playlist And I realized that There's a lot of I have over 200 songs On the playlist Of just different music From friends And people who I've always been fond of Doing music And recently I wanted to start Branching out because my music was very concentrated on like only the people who've been on the show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, AJ Peace, my girl, posted a song the other day. Let's go. Um, Let's go, AJ. It was Let's go, some, AJ. it was like a soul <laughs> funk type of you dig. And I'm talking a lot right now because I'm looking for it because my computer's being slow. Thanks, Wi Fi. Net neutrality, we need you back. Um, excited for some new AJ. Me too. I'm ready for new AJ too. Um, and that's when she'll be on the show. But the name of this song, the name of this song is called Funk Bounce by Sug Savage. So I'm going to go ahead and play that on the show. And, you know, let us know what y'all think. I definitely want to know what y'all think because I'm trying to be grown with my music choice right here on Nitty Snacker.
No. Nope. It's not back. Little... No, we're gonna leave it up. Leave it back there. Okay. That second song that we just played was called "Fishing" by Ricky May out of St. Louis. Uh, that was recommended to me by a friend of mine. Shout out Alexi, who's also gonna be my new roommate. Ah, very excited for her to be in Chicago and you know getting into the scene. She's a really cool person. She's been out there in Gary, right? Gary, St. Louis? Same oh, difference. She's from St. Louis. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? Who? Oh, my homegirl, Gary, Indiana. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to specify now. But I definitely want to go ahead and talk uh, politics for a little minute. I always like to hit people to as much as possible. Um, we're going to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King. It's a very good political topic because people uh, are often misinformed about who he is. Um, and I think that it should be more of an understanding. Like everybody thinks he's like super peaceful and that he, he was like only for blacks and whites coming together. And so like he didn't know real Dr. Martin story. Well, this is a video clip that I'm going to play the sound from. How off it is. And um, I thought it was really interesting because when I watched the Selma movie, it showed you another side of him, of him being like a cheater and, you know. Um, you mean a human? Not like I, I, an, not an angel? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. But um, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. It's a three-minute clip, so uh, Enjoy. No, Dr. King was not afraid of conflict. Sit down and read his letter from a Birmingham jail. He responds to eight white moderate members of the clergy who are telling him, slow down, hold up, wait a minute, and stop being so darn confrontational. There were those who said that we would get here only over their dead bodies. Well, we are here and we are standing before the forces of power in the state of Alabama saying we ain't gonna let nobody turn us around. At the end of the day, he reminds us that in order for power structures to actually bend to the will of the people, we have to create a crisis. That's why we protest. Second, we have to know Dr. King did not promote colorblindness. I don't know where we got this idea that in order for me to experience justice, I have to erase who I am. I'm black, it's not going anywhere. When Dr. King talked about us being judged by the content of our character and not by the color of our skin, he was talking about our life outcomes, not our identity. Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty. Dr. King was controversial. I'll never forget the day Darren Wilson was not indicted for the killing of Michael Brown Jr. in Ferguson, St. Louis, where I'm from and was a protester. Dr. King said, a riot is the language of the unheard. All Dr. King was telling us was that we should care more about damaged people than about damaged property. I don't think that's so controversial, but lots of people didn't like it then or now, and he wasn't afraid to speak the truth just because it would ruffle a few feathers. 
But looking at the full scale and scope of his life will remind us that freedom work requires people who are brave enough to be unpopular, to be controversial, to be confrontational, to be thoughtful, to be disciplined in their work. And so when we erase that legacy, we actually let ourselves off the hook. If Dr. King were still here, I'm very certain he would be engaged in protest and policy and everything in between. He'd be kneeling with Kaepernick. He'd be fighting at Standing Rock. He'd be working to protect dreamers and undocumented folks. He'd be working to make sure that LGBTQIA people are able to live in their full humanity. I certainly believe he would have been out there in the streets of Ferguson with us. But most of all, most of all, I think he'd be reminding us every single day that yes, the moral arc of the universe does indeed bend toward justice, but we have to bend it. Okie dokie, guys. That was three minutes. That was two minutes, 50 seconds or so. So, basically, it's saying that people have looked at Martin Luther King in a very angelic light. You know, uh, as far as for for the sake of white people. Mm-hmm. So they're saying we we gave you what Dr. Martin Luther King was talking about. But to them, it is colorblindness. Mm-hmm. It is um, removing yourself from yourself and becoming one of them, yeah. you know, with jobs. And that's how they even taught us with books. They wash us in the books. They wash us in in movies and movies about Egyptians. They have white people playing. You know, so they are literally trying to erase us as a color, you know, because they're like, well, since color's an issue for y'all, we're going to make an all lives matter type of situation. So, do you agree that he would have been somebody who is like in the protests and fighting the way that she thinks that he would be fighting? Because honestly, I don't know. Well, I mean, he was always in the protest, but I don't know if he would necessarily be in the protest the way that she's explaining it. Just like Farrakhan. He be here and there when he show when he need to. He well, I don't know much about Farrakhan, so what's well, he, what's the? I mean, he's Muslim leader, but you know, he the Muslim version of like Jesse Jackson or something. Yeah, exactly. But so you I gotta like, question some of Farrakhan's actions because he went no, to go see King Louis when he was in the hospital when he got shot. Like, that? but why? Like, there's so many other things happening. King Louis is still talking about the same things that got him in that situation. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about Farrakhan. Besides that matter, which, true enough, he's a you know, you, documented gang member. He went to go see him. At the end of the day, Farrakhan's still for the people. He's still for, like, positivity and peace. That's so, the only time I've seen him pop out. Well, I mean, regardless, you know, the, we're not here to talk about the negatives and what the people do, right? This show, it's all about solutions and, po- like, being, what you I, know. I, what I, I will say. So it's, How old would Martin Luther King be to this day? Do we know? Old. Yeah, I don't think he would physically. I feel like he could drink some juice and go out and march all day. No, I feel like this. I think it's uh, when the phone rings. I think it's unfair to say that like he would be doing anything. Like whoever you are and whatever your uh, vision of Martin Luther King is, like. You it was you got unless your grandma or your auntie or your uncle was around them, mm-hmm. uh, you got it from some book from some dude who lied to himself uh, because somebody paid him to lie to you, and like you don't really like why is that like why would we be talking about what would he be doing? Now? Let's look at what he did and like what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? 
I feel like Dr. King definitely would not have been out there marching just because for if you got you got to know the real history of Dr. King. Mm-hmm. Dr. King was all about this peaceful conforming protest stuff. But like do you know who hired him? Me. The he unicorn for the government, all right? So around like towards the end of his his movement, he's starting to realize like this protesting is not making a difference. He felt like a fool because of who he was hired by, and he just realized that what I'm doing, I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. Guess who he's about to go meet up with? Guess who him, who was going to have a meeting with Dr. King? Malcolm X. Before that meeting could happen, they took him out. Because you get Malcolm X and Martin Luther King together, bringing both sides together, we would have been unstoppable. Mm. So Martin Luther King probably would have been dead. Um, he wouldn't have made it this far once he realized, like, oh, it, it's not sweet out here. Like, they really... Well, yeah, that's pretty much what did happen, you know. Yeah, anybody who was powerful and trying to do something different, and it's, I mean, they still do it now. It's just so much that um, it's just so much that we get attracted to in the media that something will happen, and within a week we're not talking about it no more because it's literally every day. It's something new to be mad about, but. I think if people just kind of started bridging it together, like, okay, this, 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 and this is happening. At the same time, they keep trying to distract us and taking it out. Just imagine where you could take, like, in the thoughts of Dr. King and people who wanted fair treatment of everybody and stuff like that. How can we take the next step in making sure that it's always talked about? That it's all, not even just talked about, but, you know, we're executing something in some sort of way. You know, so what are ways that you guys feel... You are doing justice to your culture, you know, because we all are artists and we do our art to display who we are inside. But how are we displaying our culture at the same time? Through my uh, art, I love black culture. So that's how I try to every photo. We can't hear you, I'm, Mr. I'm Sir sorry, Charles. Like every photo, I'm trying to like play a picture back in my head about black culture. If it's even from black excellence to mm-hmm. ratchetness, like mm-hmm. I love all of that. And I just try to show those type of images in the best way I can. So it might be a doctor. It might be a stripper. True. But be in the best light. And because it's black excellence up and down all the way. So that's what I try to do through my photography. Um, I'll say I support and try to build black businesses. Um, and not to not to look at it like a scoreboard or a scorecard, but if we are all going to have an equal seat at this table, then the way to get an equal seat at that table is to have the same amount of bargaining chips. To mm-hmm. not The only way to ever go into a deal is not to need the deal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's the only way, you know what I'm saying? Or else, like, you're going to get screwed. It's going to be 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever. So we got to build all of our things up from the ground up because the things that Martin Luther King did and the, the, the things that he got murdered for, not that he died for, you know, the uh, the reasons why Malcolm X got murdered. They put us in a position to be doing all of this and talking about this on, like, YouTube and Snapchat and, like, just freely without anybody trying to burn the building down. We could do whatever we want to do now. So it's up to us to build something, to even have collateral, to have a seat at the table. Okay. I feels. We ain't got no hospital. How you feel, Miss Steele? <laughs> that rhymes, bars. Um... <clears throat> I agree with both of you guys. Um, I can say the same thing. I put it in my art. Um, being a painter and an illustrator, I sometimes, like, before now, I felt kind of alone. Like, I was the only person that I knew really 
spending time drawing and doing art. <clears throat> and I'm like working on gift cards and stuff that can be a whole like a whole house name. Mm. And I think that's what we need. We need like our own products to be sold, like our own black Hallmark cards or just created by a black person. Okay. So I think I'm trying to be that one of those people to have that for us. I like that. Mm. He's my favorite. Mr. Hotspot is probably my favorite person on the internet. The smackable. Mm. I like that. You guys have not <laughs> heard of this guy. Know Nobody knows who Mr. Hotspot know. is? Way over my head. What? It shouldn't be way over your head. It's yeah. literally the guy who's on like... Oh, they're like off coming up the stairs. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, oh, yeah, show me the video. <laughs> the, the white guy no, don't talk. No, that no, dude is funny. The... But we're actually gonna go ahead and get into some music. Um, great conversation about you know, <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King. There was actually a song like about Dr. Martin. I'm not even going to go into the song because I can get really silly about it. But we're going to go ahead and play Fruities, which was produced by Roy French. And this is by Dean, one of our guests today on the show. So enjoy right here on this Schnucker. Choppy broccoli, you gon' have to cop a cutie. Been a hustler back since I was selling fruities. Drinking sugar, mix it with the Kool-Aid powder. Like four quarters, they gon' change up for the dollar. That little dollar, man, it just paper. It can't buy you flavor. They don't wanna give up nothing. We gon' take it. I want now and later. Lil' funky had little dollars. But you know I got a few. Don't worry about what my job is. Look like Tommy off Martin. Kept it low-key, then kept it player. Hit her up, then wake and bake her. Give her a little knowledge. She returned the favor. Sometimes I wonder if she saw the I never taste her. But she ain't me like that. So it ain't sweet like that. Be like that, be like that. So I be right back, but no, I won't. I got shit on plate. I can't let time chip away. I ain't free to lay all day. This the cake I can't eat. I just have it right now. See this shit in my sleep. Now I got it right now. You know I got it right now. That's Ricky, you mad at you trying to hide it right now? That's okay. I've been doing this shit since you was pacified. Spank the baby like that. Break the cake, had a little back. It's funny, yeah. A little beef sweet like gummy bear. Corners too. Everybody, money green. I just pick it up. If you wanna deal with the pickle, hit my line, little bay. I pick you up. Greedy dog, thing, yeah. I'm a schooly. I've been macking hoops since I was selling fruit. Chugging sugar, mix it with the Kool Aid powder. It's like four quarters, they gon' change up for the dollar. Sipping on quarter juice. Since flaming hot with cheese, been P I M P O G O G. Speaking of candy, you know a lot of the little niggas is on all types of pills. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, little peep. Uh, We're back. Yeah, We're live. <laughs> that was Fruities, produced by Roy French. 
by your boy Dean. I love Fruities, by the way. Fruities go hard. That was like the best candy. You just get 25 cent, you get like 15 of them or something. No, there was a penny yeah. store by my uncle's house when he lived like on 83rd yeah. and like mm-hmm. Escon, one of them streets. Escanada. Them East streets. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. It started with a, I don't know, but over there, they had a penny Say store. Yeah, super east though, like yeah. almost like Spanish that's neighborhoods. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, and they had um, east, east. I got like fruities. <laughs> you, they had the blue ball, like literally everything Didn't for one cent each. Blue balls and the red ones. Like, yeah. 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 Your mouth, you leaving home from school. Just took a nerve in this joint. The what? For real. <laughs> The, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I had it with all flavors of pink. Frosting, yeah. Don't forget the chews with the I old lady on them. Those. If I see those in the <laughs> store, <laughs> the chews with you the uh, like that for like two dollars. Like, whenever I see them, I just oh fruities or chews though. Fruities or chews. Chews. Yep. The pink ones. No apple and uh. Oh, the, you know oh, what the little twist? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fruities over chews. I say yeah. fruities over chews yeah, any day. Pink lemonade, fruities, boy. Yeah. Those are exclusive. No, the watermelon fruities. <laughs> I get my hands on those. It like red. It's the watermelon fruities. Fruities is basically flavored Tootsie Rolls. And then Tootsie Roll makes flavored Tootsie Rolls that still say Tootsie Roll on them. And they taste even better than fruities. That's the highest thing I've ever heard all day. Like, I've heard all day. Like, yeah, they make fruities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You learn something? Yeah, I'll be on my candy But stuff, um, I think I, it's a little time for us thing. to... Um, candy <laughs> it's time for the Unicorn Gospel. <clears throat> so for those of you who don't know what the Unicorn Gospel is, it's a segment in the show where I take a verse from the Bible and I turn it into something that makes it relatable for me and my unicorn friends and beings and mystical creatures and such. Pegasus. Not a unicorn. But um, this week's unicorn gospel is from 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God gave us the spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So basically that means that the universe gave you, like, everybody has, like, good in them. Everybody has um, courage and things like that inside of them. But we get scared a lot. We start to... um, feel like things are too much for us to deal with and, you know, that people don't love us and that we're weaker than what we really are and that we can't control ourselves and that temptations are going to happen and we're going to fall into them because that's how life works, right? But uh, I believe that by saying that we have a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control, that means that you should stop running from the problems that you're having and address them as they come up, you know. You have to regain your power, Um, remember how to love people because the moment you forget how to love somebody, it causes you to go into a downward spiral that you cannot pull yourself from because then you lack self-love. No matter how much you say you love yourself and you love everything that's going on with you, you start to lack that and it turns you into a very nasty, negative person and your life spirals. And you have to remember to not fall into the temptations that the world presents you and stay in control of your life in every aspect because it literally can be one thing that you think, if I try it this time, I'll be okay. And you continue to indulge in it and it changes your character you're not the same person that you used to be anymore and people notice Mm -hmm. so the unicorn gospel that i picked is just for us to remember um the universe is on your side at all times you know the positivity sits inside of you and you have to remember how to be powerful in every aspect because when you have power you have love and we have love 
you have whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't do any, you can't not do anything in the world if you have love all around you and surrounding you. It doesn't limit you. So if you ever think some love or something is limiting you, you need to reevaluate what's going on around you and take control of your life. So that's this week's unicorn gospel. You know, um, you got to play the unicorn sound again because like. Yeah, so, you know, and I always like to know people's opinions of what was just presented to them, you know, so for me, that's that's what I took from it. You know, it's just about really remembering what it means to control your life, Mm -hmm. control the love around, you know, like make sure that you are living your best life so that it resonates with the people around you. Yeah. Um. I mean, no, I just, I agree with everything you said. You just got to, uh, you are in control of everything from, you know, whatever you're complaining about, like, you can get that out of your life so easy. Even if it's your job that you think you need, you know? True. I think I got this, uh, like, zero tolerance in, like, 2018. Like, if it's not about bettering or if it's like bringing me down even if it's something that's close to me that i love you got to get away from me mm-hmm. like, I, I, I guess i'm just really cutthroat like because positivity is so powerful and just learning just even like being an artist now like from working a nine to five like positivity is worth more than money it's worth more than money sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. learning that and i'm like yes. damn that shit's real like so Seriously. just learning how to be more positive with my art and just people around me like, if you're negative, I can't have you around. So that's really just my thing is, like, shutting stuff out that's not positive or that's not bettering. You know? But remember, this, what we're talking about is fear, though. You know, we're talking about when you are afraid of change. You know, when you are um, afraid. Like, it's like, literally, like, what what are you afraid of? You know, like, what frightens you so much about your power or your love or your self-control that makes you not want to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, people's yeah, opinion. like, keeping... Huh? People, people's opinions of what they might think about you. But it's like, oh, well, like, F them. Or can't cuss on the fucking person. I like, think it's... Tap the bell. <laughs> That's your swear bar. I think, like, even when we were talking about Martin Luther King and how he had this um, cookie-cutter image and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I feel like nowadays people do try to have a cookie-cutter image because, I mean, you can have your opinion, but it's still your opinion. Well, that's the and, best part about your opinion. Sure. Yeah, but that that can be looked at in any type of way. Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like people take themselves too seriously, and I feel like, what makes your opinion special that is your opinion no one has to agree with what you say because it's yours you own it it's how you see it in your eyes and a lot of people if you can't deal with people not accepting your opinion you're stupid because we live in a world where like you're always learning new things you know and if you're not open to yeah, learning new things, yeah, I think as long as you're open yeah. to learning, then that's stay away from people like that. People who can't feel like they know everything, you don't want them around you. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> she said, "I know." <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, so, like, I, okay, I kind of miss didn't answer the question right the first time, but um, fear fear itself is is a special thing because it's like, uh, for the most part, other than you actually dying like this or like losing someone like really close to you that you care about. Like you shouldn't really be scared of anything, especially not like 
kids at school who don't know anything about your life or like any of that. Most of the fear nowadays is conditioned and it's, it's because it's it's not even like like people sit around and talk about now how you can't say like rap sucks, but it's not just rap. It's like everything. You can't say anything to anybody about anything. Like, mm-hmm. It's super weird and like like the, all the fear is like conditioned and it's like put into the media and it's put into everything and it's like be scared of this and it's like they sell stuff they sell these things to put on the stove so your baby can't turn the knob like you know what i mean it's like no don't touch that that's you know i saved myself five dollars mm-hmm. and i taught my child a valuable lesson right <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't it's weird it's uh i just don't it, it's it's so weird to me um but fear is fear is like you just gotta you gotta make it push you instead of pull you, and that's that's pretty much. You it. have you to hit it face to on. Down. Yeah, definitely gotta you gotta hit it face on. It's like the monsters under the bed, you know, like or the pile of clothes that looks like a monster in your closet. You know, like these are things that we have to go through at a young age, and we have to decide: do we want to stay afraid of this, or do we want to address it for what it is and regain control over the situation? Look, I want to go to sleep. Mm. Go somewhere. I ain't got time for you. You know what I'm saying? And even with spirits, you know, people interact and have, like, I've had instances with, like, spirits moving my bed and doing crazy stuff like that. But what happened was, at one point, I was just terrified to confront it. It was I was terrified to say what is going on, and I would just, like, cover up and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? But it got to a point I was like, boy do it again you know what I'm saying and then it stopped at a point you know what I'm saying because it was obviously something pulling at me trying to take me from where I needed to be at the time so confronting anything in your life is better than not and I'm learning it every day you know confront your issues confront your downfalls I'm a Libra and I don't like confrontation so um, I feel like when I do <laughs> confront things or people, it's like, oh, that's the mean me. I'm usually like, but it's not being me. And you're like, but that seems like it's something you're afraid like, of. And I'm like, see, now I'm looked at as the bad guy. So that means you're I still afraid. You check. That means you're still afraid of what other people think I'm about how to put people in check because when I do it, it's gonna be real. Then it's okay, you know. That's <laughs> and run over you. Nah, we can't I don't it. let people run over me, but some people try it. You know what? And then as soon as I do, as soon as I get on them, they act crazy. They seem like something's wrong with me. No, that's real, though. I mean, like, it took me a while to be assertive. Like, I, it took me a while to learn to be a leader and to be assertive. Because I always feel like I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings or, like, they might take this the wrong way. But now it's like, we got to get this done. We got to move now. And, like, the more you do, you got people depending on you. So you got to learn how to mm-hmm. lead and be assertive, you know. So I confrontation, understand. that's natural. You're going to have to do it. I had it. a friend like that in yeah. college. Every day yeah. with something. Get something small. So yeah. Where's this? What's this? Concentration, concentration and confrontation. Confrontation is a part of life. It is a huge part of life because the older you get, the more you're going to deal with people who do not like what you're doing or who feel like they can tell you how to do something better. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So now is the time to say, you know what? I do know. And don't let a, a Zodiac determine how you handle a situation because I appreciate my zodiacs and stuff, but I look at it as an extra guide because my guide is the universe. You feel me? If I feel something weird and I need to say something about it, the universe is going to be like, say it serenity, you know, like you can't not, you can't hold this back. If you feel like crying, cry serenity. Don't hold back because if you hold back, you're letting yourself not get to the next level because these tears can save you from something else. You know what I'm saying? So, 
people will always be judgmental. People will always make you feel like you're doing something wrong when you know you're not doing nothing wrong because you're doing what's best for you. So you have to always remember that. Don't be afraid to move forward. Stop running from yourself and from the things that you have to confront to be a better you in general. (laughs) So I want to actually go into some more music. Dean, we're going to play some more of your music later in the show. Okay. But right now we're going to play a song by Kitty Cash. Um, Well, actually, it's on Kitty Cash's playlist, and it's called... The free the fees French toast. So you know, I like French toast and I like the music. So here is the feels French toast right here. On this. So we'll have French toast. Introduce you to my youngest Let me show you how you 
to tell you guys something about something that was really cool. I had a fan moment with uh, Heffy because his OG remix, you guessed it, I literally, me and Heffy Heffy were making shirts last night at my house. We're bleaching shirts for our our World War International Collective. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and we were talking about music and how he's producing stuff. And he was just like, yeah, you know, oh boy, uh, told me that he listened to my stuff all the time and they used to DJ my set all the time. And I was like, DJ what song? Because I used to DJ with them, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know the OG Mako, you guessed it remix. And I literally dropped my jaws like, <gasps> jaws, not jaws. No, you said jaws. I said jaws. But I literally was just like, you can, you're can. you not the person that I... I was obsessed with that song. You know, it was like one of my favorite songs. He was like, yeah, that was me. And I'm like, wow, now we do business together. You know, like, I really had a fan moment. So shout out to Heffy for just being extremely talented. You know, from going from being a producer 
to being a musician, you know, um, as a rapper. So I'm excited for his future in music as well as you guys' futures in music. But we now will go into our damn Can I Live? Yo, that's like, I don't know, I kind of still love that name. But like, I'm all about living your best life and like being <laughs> the best person you can be. So, um, I need, uh, um, so. What you need? I got my phone for notes. He looks, you want to. But no, so I'm all about like living your best <laughs> life and like just being the best you, best you you could possibly be. So um, today's topic is selfishness. Like um, I think we use the word selfishness as a negative, and I feel like 2018 is definitely a good year to be selfish, especially if you got a lot of things going on. Um, you got projects, you got work, you got more important things to worry about. You know. Um, Instead of people that may be wishy-washy, inconsistent, you know. So just, you know, find a way to get to know yourself and live your best life. So I put up this little article. Um, it says, if you can't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of others. Being selfish is critical, which I definitely agree with. Like, if you don't know yourself, and if you're still trying to figure everything out, how are you going to be, like, I mean, you can give people advice. You can talk to people and tell people, like, which direction you think they should go just from your own experiences. But, like... You really can't take care of another person if you can't take care of yourself. Um, so being selfish is um, a good thing. Is I mean, maybe you guys can attest to, like, maybe this year or maybe the end of last year, just stepping up and saying, hey, like, I'm going to focus on me. You guys got a story or, like, an example maybe? Charles, like, you really into this segment. Like, you've been selfish nah, out here, bro. Nah, um, <laughs> a moment when I was like, yo, I got to be selfish is, uh, once I felt like certain people didn't take my wealth, um, I guess they, they underestimated me. So I was like, you know what? Like, I know I'm more than what they think I am. So um, I guess I guess then I guess it's my ego too. That's like, yo, like I'm hot. I know I am. I know what I can do. So let me focus more on me and not try to get in the culture and let me not be accepted by the guys and let me just kill my art. It's funny you say that. You say um, as you said it because it's like we all. Are, is that we all are that person like you know ain't nothing wrong with being confident in who you are like, you need it like right, right. in this industry you need an ego like I'm one of those people I'm a really laid back person like I really don't like take myself too seriously or others too seriously but like you need some kind of ego you need some kind of confidence in this in this in this in this industry like you're doing photography you're a rapper you're a stylist it's competition everywhere so you need to be able to be like hey I'm me you know, this is me, this is my work, and I'm good at this. Let me in, you know. She's um, a visual artist. Visual yeah, artist, I'm sorry. Stylist. I can style you, though. <laughs> hey, Go I crazy. Her, I look at her swag. I look at her swag and kind of like, what well, she got the leopard going on. Everything's just fitting nice right now. So I guess, like, I assumed it was, <laughs> she was a stylist. You're a stylist. <laughs> I think it's, like, assertiveness. I think that's the word. Yeah, definitely. Too. Um, But you don't want, I feel like when you meet people, you want to come off as assertive, too. Like, you can leave, but... Confident people can smell confidence from out of the way, people can smell fear from out of the way. A lot of opportunities I've missed because I'm stuttering, talking low, not really making my yeah. presence known, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna be a leader and lead some people, people got to be able to look at you and say, Hey, I want to follow him, you know. You don't have to be a loud leader, ah, you can be. But some people, I, it's so weird because there's a there's enough, there's another photographer that I like, he's very awkward, but I love his work. And I love all the pictures that he takes. Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Who that be? Danny. 
Huh? Danny. No, his name's Patrick. Oh, oh. Can, I, can I please? I love Patrick, Is but he's a little awkward. So, yeah. oh, oh shit, I don't know what just happened. Beep, 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 beep. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Language. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Shout out to Patrick. I love you. So, what's Patrick the deal with Patrick? Okay, so Patrick Abella, we do this uh, show called 106 and Clark. Uh, which you can come hang out with us on 106 and Clark right after this. <laughs> no, <I'm good>. uh, <laughs> 3209 North Clark, 9 p.m. Shameless plug. Uh, Patrick films that show. And uh, Patrick's like, you know, he's super just like, he's the perfect example of fly on the wall. Like, he's literally not there. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He just want you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. going to. He's the kind of guy, like, while you're stepping backward, he's going to slide behind you real quick, and you're not even going to feel that. He's just going to mm-hmm. be right there catching the picture. You're doing whatever you're doing. And he he has, like, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, to himself, he probably knows that he's dope at what he does, but, mm-hmm. like, outwardly, he doesn't really have, like, any sort of ego. He's just like, hey, what's going on? How you guys do? You mind if I take some pictures of you? And, and then he sends you the picture, that. and yeah. they're like, no, but and that's the thing. Like, he's not to be ran over either because he's just going to move around. He's just not yeah, going to show up. He, he doesn't talk. So what is he going to <laughs> yeah, you, know you don't need can't really run him over. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's I mean, like, that's just, I feel like, and I think that's, that's the thing. Right? I think that's the thing about being an artist. It's like you gotta have this ego. You gotta act this way. You gotta yeah. do this. No, you don't. You could be yourself. You could do your craft. I mean, just no. Everybody has it. ego, though. That's the thing. It's not about saying you have to have a certain ego. It's just realizing that you need it to be like he knows he's good at what he do. Yeah. So he does have an ego. You That's feel me? He so, loves his yeah, art for himself. Yeah, yeah. He does, it's like, I love your art. He'd be like, oh, thank you. Yeah, because be he, like, at the end of the day, okay, he know. You know, all he got to do, he's the fly on the wall. That's how he make his moves. So his, he know when somebody, oh, I want to work with Patrick. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's his ego. You know, right that's, it works, works for him. But it's for like him. a, it's a smooth, there's mm-hmm. people who are me who are confident, who are great, but they have an overbearing. But don't, I wouldn't different. call it. You're like, ooh, I don't want Well, maybe people overcompensate. Yes, but it's like, you know. It's kind of he a balance. I feel what you're saying. You got to have a balance with it, though. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I would say you have to like know that person. We all are different people. Mm-hmm. And some people have smaller personalities to where mm-hmm. like if I'm very assertive, it might be heavy on you because you might have a soft spoken yeah. personality. Because I know when me people are like Yeah, she might be sometimes she's overbearing. <laughs> I'm just saying like Serena is never overbearing. Because like, like I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna be like Serenity yeah. though, I knew she was about her business though. Oh she about her business so, but like yeah but everybody's different. Everybody's you different. know Patrick's a fly on the wall. You know, he likes doing that. You know and I'm like trying to remember do I know Patrick? Yeah, I've met Patrick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I I I think it was at the underground party. Underground playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know Patrick, and he was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll do whatever. And I'm like, thank you, you the coldest, and you give him that recognition. You don't, you don't the know how that's feeding. The picture, uh, the picture I sent you to make the the promo thing. <laughs> I, I was checking the mic, y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, just to wrap up, like just so yeah. we, we all have an understanding. But he made that. He took that picture. That's a lit picture. I gotta see it. But, like, now that we all have an understanding of, like, who we are and other people, you know, just be conscientious of, like, your surroundings and the people who you're around and their personalities. But just to wrap up this, it says, um, if you have a sense of, a well-developed sense of who you are, what you enjoy, and the ability to communicate with others, you'll be a happier person. Putting yourself first is not a negative quality. It is a job to take care of yourself and get what you need. The end. (laughs) And with that That said, we're going to play... (laughs) Some more music. I mean, the taco, guys, is really good. Yum. Eat this taco. My stomach talking. Tostada, tostada. 
tostadas, rum, and taco place. And beans on it. It's a taco. But we're going to go ahead and play Nan Zan. Hey. Who? It's produced by, let me say this right, Meredith OTT. Meredith on the track. OTT. Meredith on the track. That's a chick? No. It's my homie homie Murph. He rebranded. Okay. Rebranding is lit. Well, here is Nanzan, produced by Meredith, on the track right here on Nitty Snucker. Addiction does a few times. Look at you falling asleep in a party, dog. We see you nodding. We gon' flick around and run your pockets. We don't do sand. We don't do sand. We don't do sand. We don't do sand. We ain't sleeping on land. We don't do sand. We ain't sleeping on land. Nan little lick, nan little stain that you cooking up. Nan little game that you tryna play with us. Nan little thought tryna fuck to make a buck. Nan acting like he never hated us. We don't do sand. Power 89 WOFN Radio. Wake up, bake up, stay up, way up. Here go that new thing. Uh, 
some negative energy with some Hennessy. My nigga, all this shit sweet to me. You can keep the grenadine. My nigga, straight shot, oh yeah, straight shot. So done with the play time. Quickest way between point A and point B is a straight line. Work hard every day, all day. I'm saying no pay cut. I pay me a little base, you know I keep my pay up. She just tryna chill, I'm tryna build. I see her light die. If you really, really, you want this D, then you gon' stay up. Why be in the office, a grown man crawling? The only one that profit is your boss's bosses who will fire. Just call it cutting their losses, man. Why be on the corner? If you're gone, the family might mourn you. The world ain't gon' stop without you, shorty. Don't nobody give a fuck. Ain't no sorry. you just heard was also by Dean it's called Up and it's also produced by Meredith on the track bow 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 Dean you know says that all the time pugs. pugs bow 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 shout out pugs shout, shout out pugs he's Doesn't he, got like a fashion show coming up? he probably does they always have fashion shows they're super lit Iridium Life all day shout out to them for being like an official Nitty's Knocker sponsor honestly whenever I need anything to wear they give me free stuff. I can borrow whatever I need from them, do dope photo shoots, go represent them wherever I go. So shout out to a black-owned company snapping and giving me really awesome clothes. I love my windbreaker from Iridium. It's like a windbreaker uh, coat. I don't know what it is. It's like that bomber. Yeah, the bomber jacket. The I white. It's hoodie is Iridium, and it's Nike as well. Oh, well, actually, this was Jinx the Naturals a long time ago. I don't know if he know I still got it. But, you know, I borrowed it. Well, he left at my house one day, and I was like, yeah, I, I got it. It's here. And, you know, he kind of never retrieved it. So I was like, all right, it's mine. It fits great. <laughs> nice and warm. But um, I would like to actually go into talking about escapism now, um, which is our topic for the week. You know, um, the Unicorn Gospel was about running from fear or, you know, running from things that you're afraid of and not, not knowing what your power is. So I wanted to talk about escapism. And, but, excuse me, Perrier got me. Bubbly. Bubbly. <laughs> Good one, Brandon. But by definition, escapism means that it's um, habitual diversion of the mind to purely imaginative activity or entertainment as an escape from reality or routine. And like an intentional detachment and distraction from the real world. In life, people try to escape from various things, no matter what they are. We're trying to avoid them. These things ultimately ladder down to their fears, their deepest sorrows, their pains, their past, and their disappointments. So why do we run? Have you guys ever run from anything? Um, can I? Yeah. It's Mike, man. Uh... It's in our nature to just run. I mean, sometimes it's easier to put things off, 
You know what I mean? Have you done that? Is there something in your life that you felt most confronted by? Uh, at the moment, Sally Mae. <laughs> I feel you. I'm running too. Yeah. The fear of paying back your uh, loans. But if I could be like super, super real for a while, uh, it is currently was January 2018. So my mom passed away on January 4th for 2016. And uh, fortunately for me, I kind of I had a decent amount of money in the bank. So I sat in my room for like three months. And that, that wasn't like enough time to like deal with something that hard. And then I just kind of like was outside like trying to, you know, just put my finger in a bunch of different water bowls running from my real pain. And uh, that was that was not the move. Uh, I eventually, you know, sat down and just uh, like went through it and, and, and did that and started to build myself back up to be able to even like get back out into life and be a person. It was it was a it was a weird year. Uh, fortunately for me, like um, like most people never get a chance to stop and think about how they feel or like go through that. And I just I mean, I killed all my savings, but I had them to to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Have you ever felt confronted by anything? Um, I mean, of course I have. But it's like, what's something to share? Uh, I guess when I, okay, I guess I was trying to run away when I was like at my first college, um, Arizona State. I mean, uh, Alabama State. I got kicked out of that college, and then I was just trying to, like, to escape, like, oh, man, what am I about to do? I'm just going to just be out in the city. But then I ended up going to Arizona State. And then just from confronting that problem of, oh, man, I got an expulsion on my shit, like, da, da, da. You know, oh, man. Uh, Strong. I was, was kind of, like, scared <laughs> to just take that, like, initiative to be like, man, F that. Like, I'm still go to, like, a school and, like, do what I got to do. Um, so just, like, that gray area was, like, Something like I had to like sit there and sit there and confront that and even keep explaining it to people like, mm-hmm. it got irritating. But after a while, like each time I told that story, it got like easier and easier and easier. So um, that was pretty dope. Like from like confronting something and I was running away from it for a little bit. And then I said, like, it's not getting me anywhere. Like it's not going anywhere. Like, yeah, I can do something to get my mind off of it. But once reality smacked me one time, like, yo, you still got to do this or you still got to handle it. So, right. That's kind of what end up what I, what I did as far as that. So, um, that has to be all of being business, but did you finish at Interview on the State? Uh, I did, actually. Okay, that's good. And what about you? Is there anything that you've confronted or felt confronted by that you've been running from? Yes, there's something I'm running from right now. <laughs> oh, great topic then, but huh? But we're not talking about that today. Oh. But um, I also got kicked out of school. Um, I feel like I'm running from school, I guess, or maybe school is it for me. Mm. I'm not too sure just yet. But although I did get kicked out, I kept going back until I couldn't sit in the institution anymore. So I kept trying. Although I felt defeated once I got kicked out, I still went back like the next semester. And I kept trying. You need to really ask yourself, is school for you? Yeah, yeah. I try as much as I could. Okay, so... Um, it's important for us to understand that escapism is a defense mechanism and it occurs when you're trying to protect yourself from something, um, specifically your ego trying to protect yourself. So everybody does have an ego, you know, every single person has one and it's there for you to stay safe. You know, sometimes they're too big 
and you can tell the type of person that is too big, but everybody has an ego that's there to protect them, no matter how they display it. So the, um, the thing is, your ego is trying to protect you, but it's not protecting you from anything at all. When you're trying to avoid something, it's usually a reflection of deeper inner issues, which you've not resolved. And these issues are delicate. They're real. It takes true strength and courage to be able to face them head on. And in the process of working through your issues, you don't always win them. Just like, you know, going back and still feeling, you know, kept trying, kept trying, and you're still trying to understand if it's for you. Um, Sometimes it's not going to show itself the way that you think it should um, in that certain instance. So sometimes you may make some headway only to be pushed back, and sometimes you get beaten down immediately. As soon as you try it, it's just like, nope, pop, 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 like, (laughs) like muffing you just like times 30, you know? So it's... um. Basically, if it involves dealing with something that you've been struggling with for a while, then it causes you to run. So, you know, escapism is something that I feel every person experiences. There's not one person who's ever who hasn't ever dealt with it. But there are people who have understood it at a younger age and have been able to become very successful from not running anymore, you know, even in their personal life, not always with business, but just in your personal life by you learning at a young age that the monsters under the bed aren't real. And that, um, like for kids who lose their parents and things like that, you know, that's something that they have to learn so strong at a very young age. It's very hard to explain that to a child, you know, that mom's not coming back or dad's not coming back. So by you, you know, being able to come out of it two years later and, and you are stronger of a person than from who I've known before, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to see that you are making strides and progress in a very difficult situation that most people don't have to deal with, you know. So, um not running from those things anymore. Like originally you're going to run from them because it's scary. You know, you don't want to think about something not coming back to you. You don't want to think that you are worthless and school isn't for you and that, you know, you were never smart enough to do it or whatever the case may be. You know, I kind of think it's important for you to realize when you are running. Sometimes I think we don't even realize you're running Mm -hmm. from something like it took me a couple of years when I was running. I was running from myself. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. doing heavy, like, I was in it like every day, like it was like two weeks. So I don't even remember it's like two weeks, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? I was running, you know, and like not even aware of what was going on around me because I'm so busy running. So once you like hit that breaking point, like okay, I'm running. So just you got to be aware of yourself. Like, am I is this? Am I procrastinating? Am I running? Am I avoiding yeah, this? Yeah, procrastination is just it goes hand in hand with running. You know, because it, it, you're going to tell yourself, I'm just procrastinating, but really, in reality, you're avoiding that situation. Which is running from it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. You could get, like, caught in a pattern for days or weeks or months before you even stop to think about, like, my life was nothing like this whatever time frame ago. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You could get caught in that pattern without even realizing that. In a good or a bad way, and it could happen to anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, when we come back from a music break, um, we're going to talk about why we're going to talk about six reasons why running from your problems isn't the right decision. And it's an article that I found on SpoonUniversity.com. 
Um, and I thought it was it's very straight to the point. You know, it pretty much tells you it doesn't tell you how to fix the issues, but it just tells you, hey, this is why you shouldn't do some of the things that you're choosing to do um, in your situation. So um, I want to go ahead and play some more music off of the Nitty Snocker Nitpicks playlist that is on SoundCloud, available to anyone to listen to when you're ready. And I really want to play this song called Care For Me. I play it a lot on here because, honestly, it's, like, one of my favorite songs that's out right now. It's a young kid named Aaron A. out of um, Wisconsin, I believe, or Michigan. Is that the same? No, that's two different places. <laughs> Let's go to the music break. Here's Care For Me by Aaron A. right here on Nitty Soccer. You see, I must watch my back, cause niggas put up a front. I'm out here walking my walk, what you expect me to run? I'm on my last hundred dollars, that's all I got for the month. But shit, I'm still gonna have fun, cause shit, I feel like I want. I've just been going through the motions, cooking up the potions. Trumbo J's, I'm rolling, even bottles open. Really, I was hoping that God was in his office. I sent a message to heaven, and I hope that he got it. Like Life isn't fair for me Please say a prayer for me Show me it's there for me I know you care for me Life isn't fair for me Starting to brew That's cause my heart weighs a ton Got women coming in too They must all think I'm the one I really don't like the truth I really don't like to stunt But shit you know I gotta do what I have to This shit is everyday Feel like I have something to say Please get these niggas out my way It's written all over my face God can you
XXX. Is that the is that the name of that person? XXYXX. Well, the person who made the track we just listened to. So, um, it's called About You. It's a very popular song. It's been honestly been in doing numbers for the past five six years. You know, and, and I might be giving it too many years, but regardless, it's a classic for us. I believe. I like that. I like that. So now we're gonna go into. The six reasons why running rate from your problems isn't the right decision. And feel free to input whenever, you know, on, you know, to go into more detail about any of these points that we make. So the first reason why it's not the right decision is because you're taking the easy way out. Um, running away doesn't teach you to grow as a person. It doesn't teach you resilience or perseverance or strength, which are important qualities to have in life. You have to be able to, like, do what's hard, right? And then the second thing is your problems will still exist in the new physical place. So, in reality, the things you're running from are going to linger in your mind's surface. It's like your subconscious. It'll always be there. And it'll haunt anything that's new, that's related to something you had before. And it'll cause you to be... um, Somebody like like a Loch Ness monster. That's what I use for like the nasties. You know, it makes you like a Loch Ness monster. Nobody really wants to be around you. They're interested in you, but they don't want to be around you. You know, um, what'd you say? It is, and this is because it's something that we literally are dealing with right now that we probably don't even realize we're really dealing with. Um, and the third reason is you apply a definitive solution to an ongoing problem. So when you're running away, you're attempting to, to tie up loose ends before you detangle them. You're literally like, nah, yeah, nah, I'm going to just throw the shoes away. Yeah. Knowing that you kind of need those shoes to walk in because you don't have another pair of gym shoes to go to the gym with. You know what I'm saying? So you're literally like tossing something out that needs to be repaired. You know, like you're not trying to repair. You're saying this is fixed now, mm-hmm. knowing that the next day when you need it, that it's not going to be there for well, you. Listening to you say it like that, isn't that the American way? But who wants the American way? I Don't you want your own I mean, way? I'm just, I'm just saying, like that's to like, throw away. That is, that is why everybody is like that because we all from here. And that is true. That's how it's been since like 1950 when they mm-hmm. started building all these cardboard houses and all these stores and stuff like that. That's how it's been. Yeah, that's 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 the Even another good reference too is building the projects. Yeah. And you say, Yep, we got a solution to house all these people and all these workers. Put them in the projects. And then what happens to the projects? A bigger problem brood. Like, bigger problem. More people who are violent. More people who are stealing. More people who don't know how to take care of things. Um, less people to work because they don't want to be around and doing maintenance. That stuff that's going to keep breaking, you know. So it's literally, uh, it, that is the American way, actually. And that's kind of messed up that it's, like, embedded in us to be. Yeah. Like you just said, instant gratification. Yep. Isn't like some of the things that we use day to day are instant gratification. Everything we do, if you're like we, we all the same age, right, practically. Everything we do is instant gratification. Our phones, our apps, instant gratification. Yeah, the if fact I go get some fast food instead of cooking, right that's now, instant. Grub, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like what? True. Yeah. 2018 is about the now. 
Now, now, right now, right now. I think okay. it's about. It's been like that for a while. I want my chips with dip right now. Okay. <laughs> if I don't have it, I'm not happy. So, um, the fourth thing is it wears away the present. So, um, one of the biggest problems and dangerous things that can happen from running away from your past is that it wears away your present. It wears away at who you're trying to be right now. You know, so if you're constantly in your subconscious because, you know, you're putting solutions to it, to issues that need to be focused on, you become somebody who's withered and old, even in physical appearance. Sometimes you you can look a lot older because they can see that your past is weighing on you. You know, there are things on your mind that you're not addressing. So we definitely don't want to be like... We know black don't crack, you know, so like we got to look good forever. So you can't be letting stuff sit on your conscience for your whole life, you know, because then. Right. I got bags under my eyes, you know, like nitty with bags. What? <laughs> Need to go put that concealer on. Makeup. Right. Who Three layers. Knows? Nitty knows that nitty's a worry. Maybe two. Nitty's like mom. Yeah. Nitty worries about everybody all the time. And Is that a bad thing? we love her for it. But, like when you're know, trying to have fun to do some reckless stuff and you got a mom telling you what not if, to do. If like, there was like a knob of going to 100, nitties on like 80 of worrying about people. We need you to simmer that down to about a 65. I'm trying. Look, am I trying though? Look, I don't know. <laughs> but um, the next thing is you become afraid to invest. So, um, you know, for me, I kind of became afraid to like live different places i became afraid to love anything completely or anything else in general from past situations um and i've become afraid of investing myself into any experience or person and that's the real damage when you're the person who runs away and you never fully present anywhere so it is like as you grow through a problem that you're dealing with, like it does hurt constantly, mm-hmm. but it's about what you're trying to do. Like, are you going to address the hurt this time? Or are you going to keep letting it hurt you? You know, so by me realizing like, wow, I really can't love anything else or I really can't feel this way. It's really hard to move forward with anybody or anything in your in your life. Um, and the last thing is you start to run from yourself. So you lose sight of who you could have been. And if you would have committed to something or stuck it out when the going got tough, you um, could have gotten to a better place. But instead, you create a world that you tiptoe through because it's full of landmines. It's full of stuff that you haven't dealt with. It's full of things that you are just like, oh, my God, if I step on that, I'm, I'm out, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody should live with that much, like, tension in their bodies. Believe me, a month ago, my roommate, she's Asian. I love her to death. Oh, yeah. And they know the truth about massage therapy, okay? She called her brother in New York and he had to walk me through healing the right side of my body because I was that stressed out. I couldn't move. I was getting sinus infections. I was really sick. She got powers like that? No, it's just the power of relaxing and not letting your body get to a point where you cannot use it. I couldn't use the right side of my body. I was getting headaches, you know, like it was bad. It was really bad. 
And I was like, dang, these situa- this situation has put me into this place now where I can't function. But who do I tell these things? Nobody, you know? It's the people who are around me who are seeing it. My sister was worried, you know? Like, my roommates are worried. You know, it's just like everything that's... The people who loved me were worried because they would be like, I haven't, what's going on, you know? Why are you so stressed out? Why are you hurting like this? And I would say, you know what? I don't know when I do know exactly what it is. So when you just start to identify with your problems, you, you we got to stop running from from the pain. We got to stop running from the landmines. True. Step on one. See what happens. You know, you might be bruised up a little bit, but I mean, you might, you, it, it might just tap it a little bit and then move over, you know, so you don't die. You, <laughs> might, lose, you might lose a leg, you know, like. but you know, you can get a fake one. Right. This is, see, silver linings are like continuous. Like, yeah, it's, it's a way to fix everything, you know, if you really want to fix it. Your fake leg, you'd be like RoboCop out here. You're going crazy. Right. It could be so cool. Like, you can put, you can be like self-protection. You can kick with no legs. Or that. Get you a wheelchair. Big Roll facts. around. <laughs> but those are six things that we shouldn't do. You know, those are six things that cause us to live in a fake reality. You know, and the less we ask, the less we identify with those things, the more problems we will have for our life in the long run. Nobody wants to not be able to find love anymore. Nobody wants to not be able to to make the money they want to make anymore because they were afraid of a bad business venture or something like that. You have to be able to identify. So, keep your eyes open on the prize. On the prize. It's me, Nitty's the prize. No. <laughs> but yeah, um she wasn't joking. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. Oh, thank you. It was not a comp. See, we were just talking about ego. That was not a compliment. Oh, it wasn't? <laughs> Wait, that wasn't a compliment? No. <laughs> I'm not the... I, I'm the prize. I'm my prize. I keep the eye on the prize. Me. My life is my prize. Right. You, you said it is merch. Right. You know what? True. <laughs> but... <laughs> And as to long end- as you know it, and you can able to say it, and you believe it, shit, I can't do nothing. Watch your it. mouth, Brandy. You're I the co-host. You owe me. Brandy owes me a lot of money, guys. Yeah, we need. You need to have the jar like right here. I should get you one. Go fund me tonight for my potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, with our six um, reasons, the quote of the week is: "Running away will never make you feel free." By Kenny Loggins, whoever he is. Thanks, Kenny. Not from South Park, because he's probably not alive to see this happen right now. You're so poor, poor Kenny. Let's play some music or something. <laughs> no, but we're ending our show out, you know? Oh, so it. the quote time? of the week is just that, you know? Running away will never make you feel free. Like, it won't. Shout out, Kenny. <laughs> Who killed Kenny? <laughs> but, Dame... How can we keep up with with you and everything you've got going music wise? Um, you can find all things Dean on moneycant.com. M O N E Y C A N T.com. That'll get you to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, music, videos, 106 and Clark. Mm-hmm. All that. Everything's on there. And what's your Twitter name? It's Deemsters, like DMT. <laughs> D E E M S T E R S. 
Like DMT. Yeah. Hmm. Deemsters. Because you got to live your dreams. Have you ever had an experience with DMT? Actually, I've never taken it. I'm going to be trying it soon, though. I'm, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a really snap. controlled person. I'm kind of like a control freak. Mm. And uh, I just like the de- like Deemsters was an available name. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, and I heard you leave it. You like leave your body for real. Like you're not there. Like five minutes kind of feels like like an hour sometime. I don't know. That that weirds me out. Like I pride myself on being in control. I mean, I, I mess around with psychedelics, but I'm always still there. Mm-hmm. You know? Like if, if anything happens, I could drive myself home. You know what I mean? Like I don't. True. But for five minutes, 15 minutes, actually, Man. might feel like a lifetime. That's, I've actually witnessed like somebody. I've been watching Black Do Mirror. It. I don't know if I want to do that. And it was like the coolest thing I ever saw, but also the really, he was kind of like, huh, 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 huh. that's like all he was saying. But when he came back, he told us his whole story of how he didn't want to come back, you know? So make sure you come back. Stay in control. You got the power. Remember? How can we keep up with with my visual peeps in the room? Um, Mr. Sir Charles, or really just type in Sir Charles, you know. And, and that's his real name. It is yeah, his real name. You should be able to find. You might even find some of my like old track videos. I don't know. Um, but Mr. Sir Charles, Sir Charles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You gonna see my work? You ran I track? I did. I did hurdles. <laughs> so you can get over any obstacle. Do do. Say go ahead. I'm good at it. I see it. <laughs> and Nalia. <laughs> um, you can follow my Instagram at A Steel Art. That's A S T E E L E Art. Um, I post everything there. Any upcoming anything. So And she has me. amazing art guys, like for real. Just so poppy and it's so clean, you know? <laughs> Got clean art. <laughs> but you always know how to stay in touch with Brandon and I, but if you don't... You know, you follow me on Twitter, underscore, damn, can I live? I snuck that one in there. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can follow me on the on on gram, BA underscore Glover. I need to change that. To you say that every week. I don't I like my name. I feel you. That's the only piece of me that I have left. And it's okay. Keep, keep it how you want. If they want to see you, they'll go to it. Yep. And remember that you can always submit your music to nittiesknocker.com or q4.org. They love submissions. We love submissions. We love local underground music. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, all of that, you want to talk about unicorns with your girl, I'm here for it because we all unigang. We all squat. And until we talk to you guys next time, peace, love, and happiness.